Well, hello, this is John St. Germain, your good reverend. My uh, Blog Talk Studio dashboard has completely disappeared, so I'm unable to uh, control the music to turn it down, so we're going to wait until it plays out. We often have these problems in the Blog Talk Studio, so we'll just give it a moment. It takes just a minute. So enjoy the musical interview. And I'm back. Normally what we do is uh, mute that a little bit, and then I tell you to go get a drink and come back. We didn't get a chance to do that because uh, my computer interface, the Blog Talk Studio, is completely vanished, and I don't have any uh, way to get to it until it comes back up. So I don't really even know if I'm broadcasting right now, but I hope I am. And uh, basically I have a gray screen right now where I normally have the Blog Talk Studio uh, situation and I was able to log on with Skype though this time, and uh, which I wasn't able to do um, last week or the week uh, before last week. So each week it's something different. Either chat doesn't work or Skype doesn't work or uh, the audio doesn't work or something. We call it blog talk roulette. So we'll just go right on as though things are working. But um, this week. We're going to uh, look at um, part nine of uh, those astral powers. We're looking at psychomantic abilities. And this is very old school stuff. This was stuff back in the day of um, the heyday, the golden era of uh, psychic development when the Psychical Research Society of London was formed and the spiritualist societies on both sides of the ocean. Joseph Ryan was busy in his lab studying these psychic abilities, and I'm going to um, talk a little bit about that more later tonight. For those of you who aren't aware of our history, hey, I'm back. I now have the uh, the studio back. We'll try to launch the chat here because the chat wasn't working either, and the chat is up. For those of you who'd like to come into our chat room, everything seems to be working again. It's logging into the chat. And the chat room is up and running, and it looks like uh, we have some people who've called in via phone um, to listen in. So it looks like everything is up and running now. Hey, that's good. Thank you, Blog Talk, for getting on that. We are the Crystal Silence League, which was founded around uh, 1917 or so by Mr. Claude Alexander Conlon, a magical adept, for the purpose of spreading magical thought, prayer, and affirmation for all those in need of such. And at one time it had hundreds of members, and members were able to join simply by buying a crystal ball or requesting an astrological or numerological reading. And when the when Mr. Conlon passed into the silence around 1954 or so, the league went with him until about 2009, when magical adepts of Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. Brought it back to life on the internet, and you can find it at www.crystalsilenceleague.org. 
And if you go there, you'll see a gift shop where you can purchase crystal balls and literature on the use of crystal balls and crystal gazing. And on the show, we talk about the use of crystal balls and crystal gazing and the four branches of crystallomancy you'll hear mentioned here, which, of course, is projection and reception and scrying and healing. You'll hear us talk about these things quite a bit. And uh, you'll also see that there's a prayer page, and on that prayer page you'll see hundreds and hundreds of prayers. We get about 200 prayers a week posted there. Prayer is always free. We never charge for prayers. And it's been my custom since we started this show to um, um, since we started the show to um, read aloud some of these prayers. And um, I cannot read, I'm looking at many of them right now, I cannot read aloud all these prayers because I'd be reading them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because as I read five of them, we get ten more. However, we do read some of them, and if you'd like to read along with me, you can go to the uh, prayer page and actually read them. And I don't identify you by name, although I have your names and I have your pictures because I am a pastor of the Crystal Silence League. Just identify them by prayer ID number. And so why don't we say a few prayers. If you pray with crystal balls, as we do, by all means do so. And project your strongest thoughts of healing and prayer and good wishes to the following people. Prayer ID 66450. He says, I love YM and truly grateful to have him in my life. Make him see that I'm his only soulmate and commits to me. I'm his perfect woman, and he cherishes me. Please make him be faithful and passionate to me for the rest of his life. I'm thankful for the time, the food, the love we share together. It's a blessing to have him. I love every moment of it. He's my love. Make him love me wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Prayer ID 66449. Please let A realize his drinking is a problem holding him back from a job, having his family, adding to it. Pray with me in God's light. A will stop denying what he has. Amen. Prayer ID 66447. Prayer for protection from evil ones. I pray for protection against anyone that is trying to do harm to me. I pray for protection against witchcraft, hoodoo, hex, uncrossing hex, protection against sickness and diseases. I pray for completion. Amen. Prayer ID 66446. I pray for good luck in all ways. Amen. Prayer ID 66445. I need prayers. Someone will be nice out of kindness to take me places like Lamar, Missouri, Nevada, Missouri, Pittsburgh, Kansas, and El Dorado Springs, Missouri. Possibly a nice lady. Also Joplin, Missouri. I live in the small town of Greenfield, Missouri. I want to start going places on the weekends. I want a nice beautiful woman to take me places to go to help me buy things I need. I want to go to Kansas City and Fort Fort Scott, Kansas too. My name is W.S. I can't say the name out loud. But he wants a sugar mama, it sounds like. Prayer ID 66443. I'm asking for prayer for myself so that I will have the privilege of driving again. My license expired, dear Lord, and I'm begging that you would let the legal system have mercy on my case so that the down payment required is not costly, but minimum, if at all, 
anything. I'm asking that I would receive an answer soon, and very soon the decision will be in my favor. Lord, I'm in desperate need of my license for my job to be conducted and also to be the mom that I should be. Amen. Prayer ID 66442. Dear God, I'm a single mother of three and desperately need a good job with retirement benefits close to my children's schools so that I can be independent, provide for them and myself. Dear God, please heal the scars and wounds of me and seize hearts. Soften his and take away his anger. Please, God, mend our brokenness and help us find a counselor that will benefit us. Dear God, please bring us back together better than ever. Please put your healing hand on all those that have cancer and need you. Amen. Prayer ID 66435. I just ask for prayers that we won't lose our home by our finances improving. By that I mean that we can get a loan from the bank to help pay our mortgage and that my husband's paychecks will always be decent thanks to all who pray for us. Amen. Prayer ID 66434. Prayers for a big lump sum of money to come to me soon and a big increase in my income very soon so we won't have to struggle financially any longer. Prayer ID 66433. Pray to break emotional curse. If love magic being cast me, it makes me emotional. It won't leave my body. Every time I go around this person, uh, it's good and bad. But this man is attached to another woman. He really likes me. He's not ready. I'm not ready. Just be friendly with him. I know it's not of God. Make it of God. Amen. Prayer ID 66432. I wish I could win this week's lottery so I could buy myself a better phone so I can communicate with people better and I could pay some of my tuition without any hard feelings. Amen. Prayer ID 66431. My prayer request is to get approval for my daughter's FAFSA, the FAFSA, for college tuition application. It's coming soon. I'm going to give you a hint. Go to fastweb.com, fastweb.com. There's lots of free money for college students. If you go to fastweb.com, I went back to school when I was 50. I went there. You have to write some essays and apply for some. I got $5,000 of free money. They gave me free money just to go to school. There's all these postings of uh, of scholarships. You know, Wendy's has a scholarship, and all these uh, people have money. Uh, there's government grants. You, you say, I'm going to school. I'm a single mother. I'm not a single mother. I was a 50-year-old guy going back to school, and they had money for that, uh, second chance grants and things. Prayer ID 66430. Okay, folks. My boyfriend took another woman hunting with his hunting group three times, and I'm afraid she is after my boyfriend. I confronted my boyfriend, and he was not mad, defensive, and I want to believe him when he tells me he's not dating her. I want her to never hunt with him again. I want her and her business to fail each time she tries to contact him, see him hunt with him. I need her removed from his life forever. I need him to include me more and claim me, or I'm going to die. I need my dream realized this year. Please pray for this for me. Amen. Another woman who hunts, who owns guns. Dear Lord, protect this woman. Prayer ID 66429 to Elegua Ocean 
Yemiah and the Crystal Prayer community. I come begging before you needing prayer. I need to move out of my current residence to an apartment. The apartment is everything I need and more. The waiting list seems to be very long. I'm praying I can be top of the list. I'm praying I can move in the spring 2018. Please keep me in prayer. Ashe. Priority 66428, please pray for me to be blessed with a new job ASAP as a director of product integrity or quality assurance director. I'd like to work for a company where I can excel and grow. The company that I work for is in serious trouble. My boss is pure evil. Please pray for me in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's do a couple more. Prayer ID 66424. Lord, I pray everything goes well with my thesis. I pray my advisor's understanding and helps guide me. Lord, I pray I'm able to start writing my thesis this semester. Furthermore, I pray I receive a B in my inferential statistics class this semester. I pray the material I'm struggling with becomes easier. Inferential statistics sounds really hard. May God help you with that. Amen. Prayer ID 66419. Hug me. It is a full circle process and we both need healing. I just need a hub. Husband. Amen. Let's do this last one. Prayer ID 66417. Me and my fiancé deliver us from depression and oppression and any demonic attacks against our minds and bodies. Help is both to heal mentality, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Help us to get on our feet and get our lives in order and succeed and prosper and become financially stable and secure. Amen. And now let's have a moment of silence for all those in need of prayer and healing and affirmation. Amen. Tonight's crystal is uh, limonite, and limonite is iron oxide. It's rust. It's iron oxide. And uh, there are really two oxides of iron, uh, two iron-like 
crystals or minerals we use. One is hematite, uh, limonite. Limonite, have you ever seen red clay mud? It's basically crushed limonite. And limonite is a chalky uh, mineral. Um, it, it, sometimes it's compressed and it's hard. It's not, a, not attractive, really. Um, and I'm going to tell you, it ranges in a variety of colors. Um, um, sometimes when it's compressed, it, it has a luster to it. Uh, usually it's chalky. And I'm going to tell you that it comes in a number of uh, a range of hues. It can be yellow to reddish to brown. And it's used a lot as a pigment in paint. It's used in uh, raw umber, cyana, ochre. Uh, the earth tones in paint, if you do uh, artistic painting, raw umber, raw cyana, cyana, yellow ochre, ochre. Uh, burnt umber. Uh, these usually are tinted with uh, limonite. It's earth. It's ground earth. Um, and uh, uh, limonite uh, can be fairly hard, but it's usually chalky and flaky. Uh, now, I'll tell you, it's uh, a useful stone. It assists in grounding you and uh, helping you deal with uh, the minutia of your daily life. Um, and if you feel that you're being bogged down, it can help you raise yourself above it. It's uh, it's like a footstool you can climb up on. Uh, it helps you uh, heal yourself mentally, physically, spiritually. It's said to help, like most uh, of the irons, uh, it helps you uh, heal your mind and toughen your mind. It helps you... Uh, man up, I guess, uh, <laughs> and, and toughen up. You can uh, prevent yourself from going down dark alleys in your mind. Uh, it helps you clarify, sharpen your mind. Uh, it helps protect yourself from psychic and spiritual attacks. It's said to improve your intuitive abilities, uh, enhance mind-reading skills. Uh, it's supposed to help uh, if you're feeling old and worn out. It can give you a childlike uh, vigor. Uh, it's supposed to help strengthen you, give you vigor, uh, uh, help you uh, uh, feel stronger. If you make an elixir of it, you have to use the indirect method. If you put it in water, it usually dissolves. So uh, put it in a glass or a vial and submerge the glass or the vial in water. Uh, now, I'm, I'm going to tell you the yellow, yellowish stones uh, helps you with uh, joy, and vigor, the reddish stones start to sink downward in your chakra system and will help you with sex, vitality, um, grounding, things like that. So depending on the stone, I'm also going to tell you that limonite is often found with other minerals. Uh, you'll find limonite encased in quartz. You'll find limonite uh, with um, um, other 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 minerals in it. I mean, a wide variety of minerals, and so a lot of times it will be um, uh, mixed with carotite, uh, uh, muscovite, uh, copper, lots of other minerals, hematite, diopteres, uh, 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 all kinds of minerals, and this will uh, combine to give you uh, peacock ore. Often will have uh, limonite in it. So you'll find a wide variety of other minerals mixed with limonite and this will 
uh, enhance and alter its uh, uh, qualities. So, uh, very interesting stone, limonite. Not one that's commonly used. If you're looking uh, for crystals in a store, a lot of people go for the pretty crystals. This is kind of a dull crystal often. It's sometimes just a dark, umbery brown, and people go, well, that's not very pretty, but it's very useful, a very good thing to have in your uh, quality. The limonite stone. And, you know, it's basically why, if you look in the south, there's a lot of red clay dirt. It's iron oxide that makes it red. Or limonite. We've been talking about the, uh, the astral senses, and uh, we, we made it up to then we had the last couple of episodes with my friend Jim Callahan talking about spirits for Halloween. Um, we've been talking about the astral powers of psychomantic senses, and we made it up to uh, future psychomancy, which is the uh, uh, having premonitions or visions of the future. The idea being that you you uh, ride the wave to the future, and this uh, gives us a a chance to talk about the big question: is is the future set in stone, or some things? You know, is is everything predetermined? Is there predetermination or free will? And I'm going to tell you that uh, the wisdom I've come into is that yes, there's predetermination and free will. That some things are predetermined, and some things we have free will. So uh, I'll, I'll tell you, there's a saying in Buddhism attributed to the Buddha that there are so many factors that go into a single glint, in a single eye, in a single peacock's feather that only an omniscient being can even determine what's predestined and what's the product of free will. So you can really go crazy trying to figure out what actions and what events that occur in a person's life are predetermined and what are free will, what's free will. I know uh, one thing Joseph Campbell said really stuck to me. He said that, when you're living your life, it seems kind of random and capricious and cruel, but when you look back on it, it seems that everything happened inevitably like it was a script or a novel. And that does seem true. That's why most people say, I wouldn't have changed anything. When I look back on my life, I don't think I would have changed anything. Most people say that. Now, I'll tell you, there was a time, uh, you know, I was talking to one of my, one of my psychics that I went to um, about 10 years ago, um, and uh, he was talking to me, and he said, well, you know, can you can you bring anything out of some of these experiences? I said, no, no, it just seemed pointless. Some of these things just seemed pointless. It seemed, why why did this even happen? Why did this even occur? It just seemed pointless. I got nothing from it, nothing. Just a waste of time, needless suffering, um, pointless. It was pointless. And now I don't see these events as pointless at all. Um, there, were, there, were mean, there were meaning behind some of these events and reasoning behind it. Um, it just took me longer to bring those events into meaning. And the longer you live, the longer you'll, uh, the, the more chance you have for these seemingly cruel and capricious twists of fate to bear fruit. And it may take a while. This is something some of my clients, some of them are younger, and by younger I mean 30, 35, you know. They say, I just don't understand why this happened. It's just, and I say, you haven't lived long enough to understand it. It's not, it's not, it's still in the seed stage. It's still underground in the seed stage. It's not flowered into fruit yet, but it will. And I, I realize I can't tell them what that is. It's, 
cultivation they have to do. If I tell them, I say, you know, five years from now, this is going to do this, they'll lose the cultivation process. And the cultivation process is really important. How you cultivate the growth of those seeds into their fruition is very important. And people are allowed to help you, but people aren't allowed to tell you how to do it. You know, no one's allowed to take your hand and um, do the work for you. And, you know, that, that raises another interesting point. Um, you know, I'm not Papa John. I'm not Mama John. I'm not Uncle or Sister John. I'm Reverend St. Germain, which means I'm going to make you do the damn work. Right? I don't take you under my wing, you know, and say, oh, you poor thing. Let me, you know, let me protect you from the world. I'm not your surrogate parent. I'm not your surrogate brother or uncle. I'm your spiritual advisor, which means I'm going to say there's hard work ahead of you, and I'll help you through it. But I'm not going to, you know, that two two steps in the sand thing, that ain't me. You know, <laughs> I'll walk by your side and help you. But there's going to be four steps in the sand. Uh, there's going to be me right there beside you helping you through it, but I ain't going to pick you up and carry you. You know, that's not my job. I'm not – I ain't Jesus either. <laughs> I'm not – I'm not going to pick you up and carry you on my back. I'm going to, I'll stand there and hold your hand, you know, and help you through it and pat you on the back and encourage you and give you some advice. But I'm not your surrogate dad. I'm not your surrogate brother or your aunt or uncle. Um, I'm the Reverend St. Germain. I'm your spiritual advisor. You know, but the work, you got to do it. That's why I'm, I'm very suspicious of people who call themselves uh, mama, daddy, uncle, you know, brother, uh, because they're, they're, they're saying, uh, you know, come to me. I'll be your, I'll be your uh, surrogate parent. Uh, I'm not. Well, I'm not suspicious. I'm just saying you're taking on a lot. You know, that's a lot because you're going to attract people who are looking for a surrogate parent. Um, but um, talking about some of this, uh, some of these senses, um, I do think you can look at. There are three types of events in the future: stuff that's definitely going to happen, stuff that's a probability that's going to happen and events that are subject to being able to be changed, su subject to change. And um, when you are a, a seer, when you're a diviner, uh, sometimes you see that there's events that are out there that are subject to change. You see the person is about to step over a cliff, and you can... Uh, you can say, okay, you're about to walk over a cliff, but here's some things you can do to avoid walking over that cliff. If you go down uh, about 50 feet, there's a bridge that you can walk across and make it safely over that abyss you're about to walk into. And that's that's probably about 70, 75% of the events that you're going to uh, help with. Then again, you're going to see some things that you just can't change. It's going to happen. Do you tell your clients about it? That that's where really the rubber meets the road. Do you tell your clients that something really bad is coming up when there's nothing they can do about it? Uh, that's that's situational. That is very situational. Do you really tell them something they can't change that they're going to fret about and they're going to try to change it? And they're going to say, "Well, I don't believe I don't believe in fate. I think things can be changed." There's there's a whole lot of fiction. Uh, a lot of stories about that sort of thing. Well, actually, a whole lot of facts too. You know, we talked about the story, the appointment in Samara. You know, the guy that tried to escape death, got on the horse and rode all night long, 
about killed the horse, went to the other city in Samara, met Death, and Death, Death said, well, yeah, I had an appointment with you right here. Uh, lots of stories like that. Um, so there's the future. Now, the other type of uh, psychomancy is dream psychomancy, when you uh, have prophetic dreams. And there are many examples of that. Many people do this. Lots and lots of people do this. And uh, when uh, when people have uh, dream psychomancy, uh, how do you tell the difference? Uh, I'm going to tell you that uh, certain schools of psychology believe that dreams are unfulfilled wishes of the id, the id, uh, which basically is what's left over of your libido and mortido after the ego controls most of it. Um, so you have this kind of wild part left over the uh, subconscious mind. Do you know the id, by the way, is uh, Latin for it. It, I-T, it. They call it it or id. Uh, yep, just like Pennywise the Clown. And believe me, if you know that, but in psychology, you understand that it is a metaphor for the uh, id, the subterranean horrors that lurk in the subconscious. That's a little sideline there. Uh, so if a lot of your dreams are unfulfilled wishes of the unconscious, um, how do you determine those from wish fulfillment dreams, I guess, uh, from clairvoyant dreams? Uh, in my case, spiritual dreams always take place in this old house old Victorian-style house that I lived in as a kid. I know if I find myself in that house, it's going to be a spiritual dream. And usually my father or my great-grandmother appears, and they tell me something's going to happen, or they teach me something. And, uh, you know, or they give me wisdom. Uh, and then that's a, a forerunner into something that will be a spiritual dream. Or I have abilities in that dream, such as uh, the ability to travel into other people's dreams or to distant spots to get information. That's a forerunner, though. That's a base. Now, I have clients that think every dream they have is spiritual. You know, they call me and say, yeah, I dreamed that uh, me and my cousin were in a grocery store, and he pulled a gun and robbed it, and then we went to a car, and I said, okay, that's just an anxiety dream. There's nothing spiritual about that. You know, it's, and, but every dream they have, they call me up and tell me about it. I want to know what it means. I dreamed there was a snake in my bed, and then uh, spiders came. And that's just that's just a fear dream. You know, it doesn't mean that you know anything, that you're under attack or anything. Now, sometimes it does, but you have to recognize it. You know, sometimes you just have scary dreams. You know, uh, you dream you're swimming in the ocean, and a dolphin talks to you, and you know turns into a, a leviathan and swallows you. That's that's a Maybe maybe it means something. Maybe it's a fear dream. Sometimes it does. Um, now, the other type of uh, uh, psychomancy I'd like to talk to you about is premonition. Uh, when you have a premonition that something's going to happen, and it does, you know, you're tapping into that psychic channel. And this is, I'd like to address this, um, because, you know, you have people that say this, and they, you know, well, if you're a psychic, why didn't anybody predict 9-11? People did predict 9-11. They did. They predicted the the attack. There's records of it. People did. But imagine this. Somebody calls the FBI, and they say, there's going to be an attack on the World Trade Center. And they get, the, you understand, police departments 
and the FBI and the CIA get calls like this 24 hours a day. There's going to be a, a bomb under the, the bridge. There's going to be uh, an attack on uh, the Eiffel Tower. There's going to be. They get calls like this 24 hours a day. They cannot check every one of them out. They cannot. They cannot. 98% of them are crank calls. 98% of them are crank calls. Um, if everybody who believed they were psychic really was psychic, this would be uh, a golden age. I know policemen. I know FBI agents who have worked with legitimate psychics, and they tell me this all the time. They say, we get calls like this all the time. Police departments get calls. You know, I got to tell you something. I just had a vision that my next door neighbor is about to murder his wife. They get calls. They cannot check them all out. Now, how do you separate the legitimate calls from the cranks? Well, the police departments and FBI's work with psychics more than they want you to know. There's a book called The, the Blue Sense by a dear friend of mine who's now passed into the silence, Dr. Marcello Truzzi, T-R-U-Z-Z-I, Dr. Marcello Truzzi. And this is a collection of information about police departments who successfully worked with psychics to solve cases. Marcello Truzzi's uh, credentials are as follows. Uh, he uh, is a, uh, was a university professor, and he founded an organization you may have heard of called PSYCOP, C-S-I-C-O-P, which is now called PSI, the Committee for Scientific Investigation, C-S-I. But they were the Committee for the Scientific Investigation of the Paranormal, PSYCOP. And uh, Marcello and uh, Kendrick Frazier and another guy founded it. And uh, Marcello's own organization was taken away from him because uh, – the other committee members said, hey, let's go debunk everything. And Marcello said, no, 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 we're, we're here to investigate the paranormal and determine if there's anything in it. And the other members said, no, there's nothing to it. It's all a bunch of BS. We're going to debunk it all. And Marcello said, no, 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 we, we want to investigate it. And they said, okay, show of hands, who wants to throw Marcello out? And they threw him out. His own organization that he founded, they threw him out because he wanted to investigate the paranormal with an open mind. Well, they went on to uh, uh, basically bring in James Randi and uh, um, Ray Hyman and a bunch of other hardcore skeptics, and they went about debunking everything, even stuff that seemed to be legitimate. They just de they just debunked it, even if it turned out to be legitimate, and they pretty much destroyed the reputation of a lot of people. Uh, and now they've lost all credibility. Nobody takes them seriously. Um, uh, no, no legitimate parapsychological investigators take them seriously. Um, so Marcello formed an organization called SAR, C-S-A-R, SAR, the, the uh, uh, not committee, but the Center for the uh, Center for Anomalous Research. Uh, center, yeah, cent Center for the uh, for Anomalous Re Anomalous Phenomena Research or something like that. Uh, uh, center for the Studies of Anomalous Research and uh, uh, put out a newsletter, and I was involved with him for many years uh, in his group, and he had he had both hardcore skeptics, psychics, uh, and 
parapsychologists and everybody that he he contacted, and uh, some of the hardcore skeptics were nasty. They were nasty. Uh, you know, I was I was uh, psychic, uh, and uh, some of them were nasty. They called me an idiot um, <laughs> and, and a fake and uh, nasty to me. And I was always very nice to them. I said, you know, you're entitled to your opinion, but you can't call me an idiot. I had three college degrees, and uh, uh, I worked. Uh, you know, in engineering and stuff, you can't call it. Well, you're an idiot because you believe in this stuff. What? No, you can't call someone an idiot for something they believe. I said you believe in certain things too. I, you know, that I disagree with. But um, they, uh, and so Marcello made. He he wrote several books, but Blue Sense is one that you should look up if you're interested in uh, how psychics have helped police and. Uh, it it tell, has many many uh, anecdotes of this very phenomenon how how uh, psychics use uh, psychomancy the things we've been talking about to help police let's uh, let's stop for a moment and have a uh, station identification. is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hooter Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. Fit and Foxy with Madame Nadia and Jaya Dania, Wednesdays 6 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays 6 to 7.30. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And I'm back, the Right Reverend John St. Germain of Divine Harmony Spiritual Church in Knoxville, Tennessee. Those of you who ever drive through Knoxville and want to get a reading, a blessing, an uncrossing, or just a cup of coffee or tea. Come by Divine Harmony Spiritual Church in Knoxville, a sister church of Missionary Independent Spiritual Church of Forestdale, California. Well, we're talking about psychomancy and other skills, and we talked about the blue sense and how psychics have helped uh, police um, in the investigation of, tr- of crimes. And usually, it's not as direct as uh, you know the police who've worked with uh, specific psychics to say, "Well, who did this?" Uh, you know, Madam. Madam Zonga, and that she goes, oh, well, there's a guy named uh, James Smith, and he's at this address. It's more like they will um, hold an object found at the scene and describe details. For instance, they might say, well, the kidnapped victim is still alive, and he's holding her in a building next to a sign that, uh, that has oranges on them, and I hear a train going by, and there's, you know, there seems to be a factory because I'm hearing thum 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 the sound of factory machines, and they'll give uh, uh, impressions through the psychic channel that they're receiving from the owner of the object, and sometimes it'll be actually something belonging to the the killer, the kidnapper, the criminal, and they'll say, okay, there. I, I remember a friend of mine 
who helped the police said she smelled cigars, nasty cigars, and she saw a cluttered pickup truck, just nasty stuff where he never cleaned his pickup truck, and it was a rusty red pickup truck with cigar butts in it. When they found it, that's exactly what it was, just filled with cigar butts and old coffee cups and food wrappers, and um, he had abandoned it near the woods. Uh, she said that there was a keep no trespassing sign and a an old barbed wire fence where people hunted and that that's where they found the truck and you know they caught the guy based on his truck so uh, this is a uh, very interesting very interesting and uh, occasionally police contact me and I say you know I, I don't do that uh, it's not something I do I, I can't make that co- that connection uh, and I'll, I'll tell you the truth I, I've never tried because were I to um, connect with the mind of a killer, a kidnapper, a rapist, uh, I'm not sure what it would do to me. And were children involved or something, I'm not sure my peace of mind would survive it. I'm not. I'm not strong enough. I'm just not strong enough. So I've, I've just avoided dealing with criminals. I've avoid. Well, sometimes I've had to because they sat across from me wanting a reading, and uh, but. I've never connected with the mind of a psychopath, uh, a killer, uh, murderer, rapist, uh, uh, you know, child molester. You know, I've been protected from this sort of thing, and uh, I, didn't, I just did not want to voluntarily do it. There are people who can, you know, God bless them. I'm not one of them. You know, and there have been people who have criticized me for that. They say, well, if you have this power, if you have this ability, it's your duty to do it. No, no, it's not. There are people's, people who are destined, remember, that predestination thing? They are destined to do this. My work lies in another field altogether. My destiny is not. So, what about developing these things, um, these abilities? I'm going to tell you that there is a... A subfield of this called mentative induction, and um, the manifestation of this mind power is universal. Mind power is universal. It is within anything, uh, plant, animal, person, uh, that generates any kind of uh, action, movement, vibration. There is something that we can call mind power. And within the cells, the very cells, there's something that we can call a mind power. And by mind power, I mean a mentation, an intention, a vibration. Um, and we can call that a mental induction. And if there is a mental induction, if there's a vibration, a life force, then that's something we can connect to. And um, we can call it mental activity. We can call it mentation. Um and um, mentation comes from the Latin word mentis, which is the mind, and asian, which means action. So mentation means mental activity. And I will put out there that cells, such as the cells that make up your body, have a very low-level mental activity. It is even proposed seriously by scientists that consciousness may not be local to the brain, but may be a full-body phenomenon. So... Let's call it um, the transference of mental states from one thing or one person to another. 
such as telepathy. Um, we can uh, go into the we can we can uh, try to tr uh, dissect it. You know, it's a scientific phenomenon like radio waves or something. But let's not. <laughs> let's not. If you want to find uh, scientific breakdowns of it, um, you can find it. Uh, there's a guy named Dean Radin who has uh, done uh, meta studies of all the studies of uh, psychic phenomena, psi studies, and you can find his work. And man, does he go into great detail for it? Uh, and if you want to find proof of uh, telepathy and uh, telementation and things like this. Uh, you can find uh, records going back the the entire body of work of uh, Joseph Ryan at Duke University. There's uh, an old society called the English Society for Psychical Research, the ESPR. They've got tons of uh, they put out uh, books and magazines. Uh, they've got tons of experiments that are virtually unknown today unless you're a serious student of parapsychology, very carefully documented of many interesting experiments under very careful scientific supervision, double-blind experiments of thought transference. Um, so when people tell me there's no, no quote-unquote proof of it, uh, there's no such thing as scientific proof of anything. Uh, there's evidence and uh, documentation, I say, oh, man, you need to go just look at the entire body of work of Joseph Ryan, and you need to go through the records of the English Society for Psychical Research, because there is, you can spend years looking at the proof of this. So there's uh, many theories advanced to uh, account for telepathy, thought transference, mind reading. Um, uh, I'm not going to uh, go into all the theories of it, but... Um, I think it's an evolutionary development, and uh, I think before consciousness, as we think of it, the the, the whole idea of self consciousness, the idea of I, uh, existed before it even existed. Um, back in the time when um, before consciousness attached even to uh, matter, um, that there was uh, no such thing as duality, that there was no such thing as mind and matter, that consciousness was a uh, uh, a fundamental construct of the universe, and the idea that my mind is different or separate from your mind may just be an illusion of form. So the idea that my mind connects to your mind is an illusion, that our minds are never separate to begin with. So you can imagine like this great web of interconnected minds all we really have to do is drop the uh, illusion of separate beings and go along those webs and find that whatever web connects my mind to your mind. So along that great web of interconnected minds, there's a strand that connects me to you. And there we go. Along that web, every conscious entity in the universe and since these webs are not on the physical plane but the astral plane they're not limited by time or space so in theory we could connect to any conscious being in the universe and I do believe that through um, experience uh, 
I've come to the conclusion that there are negative poles and positive poles to these webs. And so some minds may naturally attract and some minds may naturally repel. Now, in the animal kingdom, we see uh, what seems to be telepathy in action when we see birds and fish and insects flying in, uh, in droves, in schools, and the lead bird or fish or insect will make a turn and every bird, insect, or fish simultaneously, and I mean this has been slowed down to, uh, been filmed and slowed down to the microsecond, simultaneously will turn and react to the signal of the leader. It's not like the leader turns and then everybody follows him. They simultaneously do this. And this is a phenomenon that baffles uh, researchers to this day. And there is some kind of mental connection uh, displayed. And I'll tell you that um, there, there seems to be a silent induction or hypnosis among predators and their prey that um, many animals can charm or fascinate um, uh, their prey. Uh, many of the serpents or birds can fix their prey with their gaze and paralyze them. Uh, many tigers uh, can do this, um, and um, they, they seem to they seem to be uh, able to uh, charm or fascinate them. So there is a mental connection that can be established between a powerful consciousness and a weaker consciousness, and we see this quite often among people. We have an announcement to make, and we'll return in just a few minutes. Why? Well, about a minute.
speaking directly to you about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company on 6632 Cavi Road, Forestville, California. And after you've seen the trains, why not go and take a few moments of quiet prayer and meditation inside the world's smallest church. That's the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church right there on the grounds of the Lakimojo Curio Company. And then afterwards, go inside and browse the aisles at thousands and thousands of items from all over the world at the touch of your fingertips. Oh, yes, my friends. But you cannot get there in person. Do not be afraid because you can visit the Lucky Mojo Curio Company online at www.luckymojo.com. That's right, www.luckymojo.com. And spend hours in the privacy of your own home, going through page after page after page, looking at fantastic items that you can read about and order and have sent to your very door from why the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of 6632 Cavi Road, Forestville, California, and online at www.luckymojo.com. Tell them Count Goulash sent you. <laughs> well, that was fun. Well, we're talking about the idea of minds connecting with each other. And, of course, in New Thought and in uh, our practice, we're talking a whole lot about, about mental induction. Now, we know that there are certain individuals that can exert the same thing that animals exert on each other, this fascination and charm. Now, whether it's in the form of personal magnetism or the subtle fascination that one mind can have over another uh, – that can uh, bewitch or allure or charm or enchant or attract, um, where one person can influence another by exercising this powerful influence on another. And we discussed that on the show. Mr. Conlon discussed it in his writings, and I've discussed it in detail in the book Crystal Magic that I wrote. Uh, um, we know that occultists studied this for hundreds and hundreds well, thousands of years, uh, scientists sometimes call it suggestion, which really suggestion is a watered-down version of it. Uh, and uh, some of the New Thought people would uh, do a thing called uh, treatments where they would exert their thought power to heal wrong thinking, th wrong thinking in people. Uh, and uh, it was called uh, the mental cure. Basically, it was taught that wrong that wrong thinking created physical ailments, and they would uh, teach people to think correctly. Uh, faith cures, you know, where through faith, uh, people would heal themselves and each other. Uh, lots of religious uh, cults and sects have been built on the charismatic drive of one person. Uh, we have the same fundamental principles, sometimes even uh, magic, black magic, white magic, uh, gray magic, is a manifestation of mind power. It's all the same principle, the same great law. We call it the law of creation, the creative law. 
one great law, one principle of nature, the power, power of understanding the creative law. We see everywhere men and women who seem to exert a wonderful and mysterious mental influence upon others. Those people who are associated with them, upon the public mind, upon hordes of people, these leaders and charismatic people spring into prominence, and they apparently owe their power, their influence over some mysterious, uh, unknown uh, wellspring that seems to take away the will of other people. And some attain great power and position, sometimes the highest position in the land. Some attain wealth, social state, by reason of some unknown charismatic inner power. And when we meet certain people, sometimes we're just instantly impressed by them. There's just something about them that makes us like them. Even if we don't like them, we do what they want them to do, what they what we want what they want us to do. They radiate this force that bends our will, makes us captive, and causes us to fall in with their desires, whatever it is. We all know men that can seduce any woman they want, women that can seduce any man they want. They can turn a good man good, a good woman bad. Uh, we know that when some people enter a room, they bring with them this indefinable charisma. You know, here I am. Everybody, every head turns. It becomes apparent to all, like a like a light bulb shining. Certain houses and stores even do it. Certain buildings, certain towns, certain locations radiate an atmosphere all their own. And some places are depressing and oppressive to everyone. You know, you curse locations. Any business in it fails. Some salesmen, they can sell you your own shoes. Uh, and some salesmen, they, they couldn't sell you. They couldn't sell you a dollar for 50 cents. Some people attract. Some people repel. So what is this mysterious thing? Well, we've talked about it. Talked about this mind power. Surely it's worth investigating. And we investigated a lot on this show, don't we? Now, is this a psychomantic ability? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is the phenomenon of mind power. Now, this should attract the interest of any, any intelligent person. And in ages past, I'm going to tell you, this was a closely guarded secret. Now, there's millions of books written about it, and many of them don't get it right. So next week, we're going to segue from the psychomantic abilities that we've been talking about back into our discussion of how to cultivate the attractive power of the mind, how to harness the creative force of God and the universe, the God law, the creative law, how to bring this into your life, how to manifest anything you want, pure magic, real magic. So let's do that, shall we? And we'll see you next week. You know I love you. Bye-bye.